Welcome to The Junction Box, the audio cast where what you need to know about the electrical program connects with the experts in the field. This time, our focus is on conduit bending, and our guest is electrician and instructor Frank Saavedra. Frank, thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. So, Frank, before we get started, let me share with the audience what's happening here at The Junction Box. You see, normally, we ask our instructors questions they provide answers. This time, we're directly connected to Frank's classroom, where he's going to be teaching you about conduit bending over the next three weeks. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as you listen to instructor and expert electrician Frank Saavedra teach you about conduit bending. We're going to start off with markings on the bender shoe. And we're gonna first talk about, so let me get into bender components. So we've got the handle, there's four basic components, the handle, the hook, the shoe, and the foot pedal. Now the handle's pretty simple. It is a tube that is connected to the shoe itself. And the hook is what's gonna apply pressure to our conduit while we are fabricating or creating a bend. The shoe itself is, is gonna give us our angles, and the foot pedal is anything when we're working from the ground, we want to make sure we apply constant pressure to that foot pedal. Um, now, on the shoe itself, we've got different symbols that tell us different things. So we have our standard symbol that is the most widely used. It is the arrow. That arrow is used on almost every single bend. So it's a very important symbol to know how to use. A lot of benders have it on both sides. Um, so that whatever side you're bending from, you can see the arrow. Now, along the shoe, we have angle markings. Those angle markings are, um, they range, they go from 10 degrees all the way up to 90. So your first mark would be a line and it will designate 10 degrees. Uh, second will be 22, and that'll have a line that represents 22 and a half degrees, then 30 degrees, we'll have a line that represents the 30 degree angle, and 45, 60, and 90, so on and so forth. Each bending angle will have a line that represents that, that tells you where to stop when you're bending. Um, now, some benders will have other accessory items, is what I like to call them. Uh, one will have a bubble level that indicates either a 45 or 90 degree bend. Those are pretty convenient. Others may also have a pin where when you're looking down the handle and you're bending from the ground, you can see that pin and there will be graduated scales, so to speak. And those will be other lines that indicate the same angles of 10, 22, 30, 45, 60, and 90. So these are important because sometimes if you need to make a bend from the ground, you can't really see the angles on the shoe very well while keeping constant pressure on the foot pedal. So it's, it's important to understand these angles and to understand where to stop and when to stop because we as electricians, we don't want to have to fix anything. Fixing things is a waste of time. And we want to just keep that pressure. It's, it's called a one-shot bend for a reason, right? It's, it's one shot. You want to do it on your first try or first attempt. 
Then we'll get into the star. Now the star marking is utilized in 90 degree bends as well as three point saddle type bends. Uh, the star is is really good if, if you're bending to the back of a 90, it's really important you can use the star. You don't have to do any values for uh, take up or anything like that. So um, there's no math involved. You can just make your mark to the back and then uh, bend from the star. So that's that's something that can save time, and that's that's something that is widely used in the field. Uh, now, let's get into our next question, which is going to be uses for 90-degree bends in the electrical industry. Now, some of the uses for electrical degree bends are typical stub-ups, uh, back of the 90, and back-to-back -back 90s. So... Stub-ups are simply a long stick of conduit where you're going to either stub up or stub out. So a lot of times we'll use this in the industry when we're doing underground work and we need to stub up. Uh, other times we'll use it if we are, let's say, in a commercial environment, we will be using a stub out or stub. it will be a stub up type bend, but we're actually stubbing out so we come up and a lot of times we'll run our data through this conduit and we stub out over the T-bar um, for the suspended ceiling. So that being said, we can we only have to we have to protect our conduit in areas in which so it's for protecting our conductors in areas in which we are going to have any other work being done. So when we're talking about uh, we're going to have drywallers installing drywall. Uh, they're going to be screwing the drywall into the frame, into the studs. Uh, we want to make sure that our conductors are protected. And the way that we can protect them is by utilizing conduit inside of the wall. So when we do that, then we stub up out over the top and that will give us our protection. And then we can run our, let's say, uh, cat six, cat seven um, data lines. We can run that. Uh, suspended through the ceiling. So um, now when we get into back-to-back -back 90s, that's something where we are in an area where we only have, um, we need to keep it within a distance and we're going to come down and come back up or we're going from box to box, which is more common. Uh, a lot of times we'll do that from distribution panel to distribution panel um, we'll do a back-to-back -back 90 into each panel. That's, that's very common in our industry. And as you continue to grow as an electrician, or if you're already out there and you just need a little bit of work, maybe it's been a while since you've bent some conduit, um, I hope you enjoyed this and I thank you for your time. This concludes this edition of The Junction Box. Join us next time as we continue to learn from the experts here at SJVC. of San Joaquin Valley College.